Welcome to episode 40 of Inside Jogging Podcast. Thanks for listening to us for another week and tuning in to, to this show. Plenty to recap tonight. Like many of our recent shows, there's another record to talk about as we bring news of the female British half marathon record from UAE. We'll also go deep into some Seville marathon recap and hope to be joined live on show very soon by, by Josh Griffiths um, after his 2.11 performance today and plenty of other Brits ran pretty quick in Spain. Uh, in a week that seen Storm Dudley and Eunice rip through most of the UK with 122 mile per hour winds recorded and Storm Franklin on its way, I'm joined by a man who topped 122 mile per week in his build up for Seville, but has spent most of his days cheering on the sidelines. How's, how's your life, Josh? How you been? I've had a roller coaster of a week, let's put it that way. Ronan Keating, did you get it there? Yeah, it was very good. It took me a little while to get that reference on Strava, but I got there in the end. So... Talk us through your setup right now. Um, I'm laying between two beds with knees in the middle. I'm powering my phone, my Wi-Fi with my uh, personal hotspot, but my battery's low on my phone, so I'm charging it with my laptop. So it's like a circular reference. And you're in an Airbnb in Seville. Yeah, I'm in an Airbnb in Seville. It, it looks like a closet. T- times are hard. I don't know why I said closet either. That's very American. Wardrobe. Um, Right, let me welcome our co-host, the man who was second out of, out of us three to pull out of Seville about a month ago, which, interestingly, if you go back about four months, all three of us were like, yeah, Seville Marathon, it's on. None of us ran it. So, yeah, how's the road to recovery going, Matt? Nice little outfit you're sporting tonight. Talk us through it. Cheers, mate. Um, yeah, it's a uh, dressing gown, uh, bob hat. We know that uh, and a polo price and a, is uh, a little, a a little till neck. It's our roll on a Sunday afternoon. Josh. Yeah, all's, all's good with me. It's been a roller coaster week for the coach as well as the athlete. How do you rate his outfit, Josh? Um, it's different. <laughs> Saw a casserole today eating <laughs> a pigeon. No joke. In, in the garden. And then, it, and then I saw it and it literally flew off in its Claws, full-on pigeon, dead pigeon. What took you from your outfit to a kestrel? <laughs> Don't know. I just thought I'd share it. <laughs> just thought I'd share it. Another, another little, another little moment before we before we get into the show. Yeah. Um, Apple AirPods are the the worst invention in the world. They don't connect to anything. Mm. I've had a lot of trouble with them recently, actually. Similarly, any I've got some wireless headphones. And if you want to connect, connect to like a normal laptop, Windows 10, it asks you to put in a pin code, which there is no pin code. Apparently, the pin code is either four zeros or one, two, three, four. Right. Why, why do they not just connect? Yeah. What's wrong with technology? This? Technology is just get, it's getting too complex in my liking. Yeah. Right. Who's, who's Josh? First of all, what's the weather like in Spain right now? From what it sounds like, damn sight better than the UK. It's 20... Well, let's put it this way. I was sat outside a bar earlier with my dad and I said to him, I'm going back to the room because I'm getting a little sunburn. Oh, oh, wow. I hate you. 
we've got so heavy about, rain. It's about, I don't know, it's probably eased off a bit to about 40, 50 mile per hour winds today. So, yeah, that sounds terrific. Beautiful, beautiful Britain. Um, do you want that in K's this week or just Mars? I don't want anything in K's ever. Cool. So, who's going to kick us off their training week? Because there's not been much going on. I'll go first. Go right. So, Monday morning on the cross trainer, 45 minutes, 120 heart rate. Monday evening, cross trainer, 45 minutes, 132 heart rate. Um, as of whoa, com- whoa. Oh, slow down a little bit. Slow down a little bit. What? Um, do you want to tell the listeners what you're wearing in the gym? Oh, well, it depends what day. I've been, I, uh, yeah. I've got a what, few naughty, naughty outfits for the cross trainer. What was your outfit on Monday? I can't remember. God enlighten me. Well, it started, yeah, it's got to be them vomit coloured Nike shorts. Oh, they're fantastic. Yeah, the Aerosmiths. And the, oh. and the, and the vest as well, was it? Oh, I've definitely been in a vest, yeah. And at what point, because we finished the show last week, and you were hoping to get back to some running, weren't you? Uh, I think I'd walked home the last run I'd done. So when did you see the physio? Um, I saw the I saw uh, I saw a physio before I went on the cross trainer. Oh yeah, so on Monday I saw a physio. He said basically, if I can get to Wednesday and I can hop twenty times without it hurting, should be all right. If it's just sore, I might be might be all right to race. So I asked him because numbers man i wanted a percentage out of him so i said what's the probability you think i'll race and reluctantly he gave me one he said 50 50 which was considerably lower than what i thought it was going to be That's very optimistic isn't it it's like quite a stretch to go if you can jump on your calf 20 times you can run a marathon it's well i think it's because it's just it's just information so he said basically once that go you should probably be all right but anyway yeah, that was my- so uh had some company on the cross training on tuesday so uh emily um from cardiff well i say cardiff um yeah cardiff uni she jumped on the cross trainer with me so did 45 minutes there how did that come about uh she cross trains a lot so i was like do you want to cross train and she's like all right so you how, how does that conversation start <laughs> so hey, hey, i stay <laughs> being do you I cross train often <laughs> i literally said are you cross training tomorrow morning she said yeah i was like all right i'll join you no, so is, is she a member at that gym? We didn't go to no because we went to Cardiff Met and neither of some members. So we just snuck in. So you, it was like yeah. um, the weird stuff. And then Matt <laughs> spoke to Matt and I was like, it's not great. And we kind of said we can I can cross train a bit more. So uh, I did 90 minutes on the cross train in the evening, 138 heart rate. Um, you were proud of that, Matt, weren't you? You said you've got, I've got more mental that strength. Takes, yeah, that takes some mental strength, that does. Just grind it away. Do you know what? I think, because I don't think I've been on an, an elliptical, like, ever. And I can't imagine what it's like to do 90 minutes of that movement in a gym. Like, fair enough, if you, it's in your garage, I mean, that's still a, a stretch, but at least you're in your own garage and in your own sort of, environment but going to a gym to do 90 minutes on the cross train must be sort of hell yeah i just put netflix on and just crack on i, I just said to matt i was like i just don't want to get unfit so what what netflix what are you watching ozark 
It's just Still. finished series one. Pretty good. Yeah, I well, I only watch on the cross trainer, so. Yeah, right. Sorry, I'll carry on for a week. Yeah, right. Um, Wednesday. So Wednesday, I was travelling to Birmingham. Um, so in the morning, I did an hour. And I've actually been getting, getting in there pretty early. So I was half six. I was at the gym. Bearing in mind, it's like a 20-minute walk. And bear in mind, you left the gym at like 9.30 the night before. Exactly. Um, and then, um, yes, I was 132 heart rate. And then in the evening, I um, had a call with the, so the guy who got me into the race, works for NN. And he basically, I said my cast bit sore, and he got one of the physios to call me. And he sort of said, if I can cross train for the week and not run, um, and they might be able to do something at the weekend to try and sort it out. Um, so that gave me a little bit of hope. Um, so in the morning on, so I went to Birmingham and the, the, yeah, I won't bore you with the details, but basically whilst I was on the phone to him, I missed my bus stop, my hotel. So I ended up a two mile walk away with my suitcase in the dark, in the rain, which was not fun. Whilst I got there, I'd gone to the wrong hotel as well. So I had to get a taxi to another hotel. So it was just a, a terrible evening. I wanted to cross train when I got there, but it was half past 10 and I was like, I'm not cross training. So went to bed. I probably, I think I got to sleep about midnight in the end. Um, How'd you stay? A holiday in. It was actually quite nice. Oh, no, it was, no, it wasn't. The first one I went to, which was wrong, was an express, but this one was decent. So I found a gym with a, a hotel with a gym. So uh, 6.50 in the morning on the first day. Uh, on the cross trainer i just did half an hour actually because the uh, physio said just do a little bit less and just act as if you're racing um, and then in the evening on thursday i went to see dave uh, with my boss and actually what a name what a name i'm sorry like, dave guy. can i go see dave have you not heard of dave i've heard of dave yeah yeah okay. but it's just dave you know it's like oh dave the the sparky or the plumber's coming around my house it's you know it's just a interesting name isn't it I mean, for it's once, a rapper's name. I kind of agree with Josh. I like Dave. Yeah, he's very good. So my, my boss had booked it, actually, um, which was nice of him. So and he had booked seated seats. Seated uh, seats. No, <laughs> seated tickets, which normally I would be like, I would go standing. But actually, I was quite uh, glad for because it was probably better on my legs. Um, so, yeah, I went to that on Thursday night, so I didn't cross-train then. And then I flew. Uh, no, let's talk about before you fly. You fly. I'm trying to think. I'm missing a cross. Hold on. What about this Dave situation here? So you went to the concert. You you had you had seats. So what was it like? What was you know what sort of what was the demographic? I would imagine it's not your genre. That do you know what I felt old for the first time. It is my genre. It's a bit of rap, isn't it, Dave? I've heard of Dave. Yeah, I think it's more specifically grime. No. Oh. <laughs> um. But yeah, there was a lot of like 14, 15 year olds. I felt was like, he. Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, you and your yeah. element then, aren't you? Your sort of age group, isn't it? Some low IQ. There's a lot of... Uh, do you know what? There was a lot of people like fainting in the crowd as if they were just on drugs or what. They pulled 10 people out of the crowd. Fainting? So, uh, they stopped the show, yeah, and pulled them out. Maybe they were just so surprised to see you there, mate. <laughs> in, the, in the mosh, yeah. Um, so Friday morning. Um, so obviously the weather was pretty bad. And uh, so... On the cross trainer, half an hour, nice and easy. Um, and then I had to get from Birmingham to Stansted. Can wait before and you just said the weather was pretty bad. I'm gonna explain this because I'm fed up. Do you know what? I'm fed up of hearing from these Aussie boys moaning about 30 kilometer hour winds 
which is what 18 miles per hour how about the wind gusts on friday were 80 90 mile per hour in most places of the country yeah i'm not sure i will talk through my day and you'll, you'll hear probably you can probably work out how much how strong were. so i had to get so on, i tried to put my train on thursday night all the trains were cancelled every single one from birmingham so i was like it was the greatest start so i was like fuck this i'm going to sleep and i'll deal with it in the morning um so when i woke up before i went on the cross train i had a look and there was some now that had been so they, the trains wouldn't go direct to euston so that is in london they were stopping at halfway so i had to basically get four trains to get to the airport um so i started got my taxi got to the first one fine it was 10 minutes delayed which meant i would have missed my next connection but they that was also delayed so luckily i got on it um then when i got my next one uh to euston that we basically got all the way to watford and there was a trampoline on the rail railway track so they had to hold the train so wait on Fantastic. a and Clarky called me an idiot for this, but you know, I was like, I really want a coffee. And I was like, do I leave my stuff on the train? And go and get a coffee. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going. So I went, I left all my stuff on the train, walked, walked back in and uh, and grabbed a coffee and came back. Um, so yeah, that that was, uh, I was a little bit worried for about 10 minutes, but it was fine. And then they basically, when I got on, they were like, it's going to be another hour. And I was like, this is getting tight for my flight. So you also you also just said you left all your stuff on the train, but you want yeah. to clarify that half your stuff wasn't there; it was still in Cardiff. Oh yeah, so I had a, like a hold suitcase and my rucksack. Yeah, but you didn't bring your racing kit. Oh yeah, yeah, I hadn't got my race kit, so I had to arrange in the week. Also, someone had to go and pick my race kit up from Cardiff. So Billy, uh, I don't know if he's I don't, I don't actually know if he listens or not. I still haven't even got it. Um, he went and picked it up for me. Good lad. Managed to just about fit it in his bag. So he flew on Friday morning and I was going to collect it. Um, so yeah, so on this train, I called Clarky. I thought, he's a wise man. I'll give him a call. And I was like, mate, it's a hundred... wise man. <laughs> I did come to that conclusion. He was the man I, I chose to call. Um, and I was like, right. It's 130 quid to get a taxi to Stansted now, Uber. Do, when, do I dis- when do I just suck it up and just basically decide he was like do it now and sally was in the car and she agreed so i was like fuck it grab my bag walked outside got in a, got in a taxi which was good because the next train was actually cancelled so anyone that was traveling to stansted had to get a taxi from london um so yeah in the end it was a right decision i'd have come picked you up mate <laughs> well clarky drove past you past uh where i was half I it. I was annoyingly yeah so um anyway got to the airport all checked in fine and then we're waiting. So I was meant to be seeing the physio on Friday evening and our flight got delayed by about an hour whilst we were sat on the run. Uh, like, you know, just before you're on the runway, uh, like taxied on. And I actually fell asleep. I didn't even realise we were delayed um, because the wind was so strong. And you know when, like, you know when there's a bit of turbulence and you're in the, in the air and the plane's moving around a bit? We were doing that on the ground because the wind was so strong. It was pretty, it was pretty bad. And I was like, oh, this is just not going to be a pleasant takeoff. Um Oscar, can we talk about Clarkie's get up for the plane trip? <laughs> he so the, yeah, the, he was leaning into the wind because it was literally holding him up. I asked my, I asked Jenny, what would my four comments about this picture be, and she got them all straight away. So his hair is, is his different. haircut was interesting. Very, he needs to sack his barber. Well, so that 
you know that peaky cut so jenny's boss designed that that look so like i think they probably designed it in the 1900s to be honest no no it wasn't real she designed it she designed that whole look anyway um it i don't know how it ever took on to be some fashion statement that you got a sharp line um but then he was wearing white compression socks yeah he just put them i took the piss out of him with normal like shorts at least wear trackies over the top of you i don't mind you wearing compression socks but yeah put your trackies on um and then his suitcase was that was that charlie's suitcase was it well and love hearts all over it i hope it was anyway sorry carry on yeah so anyway we took off and it was yeah pretty unpleasant for the first couple of minutes also sorry there's nothing wrong with a love heart suitcase when it's got one out there (laughs) it's all about love it's all about yeah. love. It's 2020, 2020. What year is it? 2022. So, yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah. So yeah, fast forward two and a half hours, three hours, whatever it was. Landed. Uh, by the time we got to the hotel, it was like oh, the Airbnb. It was like uh, half ten. So I, the physio said, could just come in the morning. So where Saturday? Go get get on the um, electric scooters. Just scan on the app. Good fun actually. Um, so the race hotel is like three miles away. So it wasn't fun listening on the phone when you're calling me on it. <laughs> well, I was like, I can't hear a word you say. It was... <laughs> um, so yeah, I got to the physio. He had a look at it, and he basically said he manipulated my ankle a lot, tried to free that up, and he sort of massaged my soleus a bit. And he was like, I can give you something which will stop the swelling, or it's not even swelling, it's like a bit of inflammation uh, and numb the pain, but. And you can run, but if you do do more damage to it, then you probably wouldn't be able to do Manchester. So, because I told him I had a backup race, and he was like, "In my opinion, I wouldn't do that." So he just tried to work it, and he said, "Go for a jog later, see how it is." Um, so I went for a jog after that, and it was okay doing the jog. I, it was uncomfortable, don't get me wrong, but he said, "As long as it's not painful, you'll be all right." And I went to do some strides. I did like four strides, and. You know, like when you watch a cricketer go to bowl, he sort of takes a couple of run-up steps. That's what it was like. I couldn't just push off straight away. You don't uh, watch cricket. Uh, I've watched cricket a couple of times. <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't optionally choose to, but I've seen it a few times. So yeah, I couldn't push off. So I was like, in my mind, I was like, oh, but if I get, if I can just push off the line and just do this, I might be all right if I just don't slow down. And I was like, why am I thinking this, this is ridiculous? Um, so yeah, so I didn't, I chose not to have a race. And I was like, I really was annoyed because I thought I, was like, I really wanted to race. But yeah, anyway, so jumped on a scooter, met my dad. Um, I was just on my way to the gym, actually. One sec, Josh has just texted me. He's walking 3K away. Um, he can't get the scooter to work. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so yeah, um, I jumped on a scooter because I was going to cross train at my dad's gym. And uh and he's staying in quite a nice place as well so it made it even worse so anyway i was flat out on this scooter i don't i don't know if it's 20 kilometers or 20 miles an hour but either way not like nothing and uh my i jumped up a curb my phone flew out the front and i instinctively went to catch it and my right hand was on the handlebars like planted with the accelerator full blast and i don't know if you've ever gone on those scooters one hand they're not stable whatsoever so I basically sort of got, I think in motorcycling, they call it a tank sapper. You know, when it like goes side, 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 side like that. And I've just gone flying. My phone's gone flying. Um, I saw it bounce across the floor. I was like, oh, this is just making my week worse. Amazing. My phone was 
completely unscathed. My legs, however, were not. So I'd blood all down my legs, blood all down my arm. And then I've basically sort of waddled to my dad's uh, hotel, walked in and like, like I say, it was pretty nice. And I've just got blood all over me. Wearing an Oregon track club vest and short shorts and invincible. And they thought, this guy, he must yeah. be blood doping. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I just look ridiculous. Anyway, grinded out uh, hour 40 on the cross trainer. So I did, I actually did a session. I did 20 minute warm up, 15 by three minutes off a minute, 20 minute warm down. Um, so yeah, I was in there quite a while, but um, I felt a little bit better. And then that's my week. So I didn't actually cross train today. I was going to do an hour this morning before the race, but I was like, it's probably a little bit excessive. I think you're the only man who could spend 20 plus minutes talking for a week about not running. So good effort. That's impressive. Yeah. But yeah. What a, my, what a life. In my week has been a bit of a roller coaster. Um, but yeah. But as, as Ronan Keaton says, you've just got to ride it. Exactly. Right. Matt. Fantastic song, Matt, isn't it? Yeah. A little bit of Ronan Keaton. Yeah, I'll, <clears throat> I'll go through my week. Do you, do you know what? I think I actually kissed my first girlfriend to that song in year seven at Disco. A little bit of trivia. Oh, oh really? Yeah. I think mine was Atomic Kissing. <laughs> um, anyway, let's get, let's get into this crazy week of mine. Uh, so, Monday. Let's play at home. What did I do? An hour. An hour. Um, what was the date, Monday? Mm, good question. 14th, Valentine's Day. Oh, what yeah. a day. What happened Valentine's Day, man? What a day. Oh, wined and dined. Uh, my beautiful wife, Gina. Oh, it was a beautiful day. Um, so, I did an hour. Um, I listened. I watched the Formula One, nearly through season three, actually now. Um, I've got to the stage now where I'm like, everyone's saying, oh, you're going to be a Formula One fan. I still don't know. Do you know I what I had a conversation with my dad? He said, I hate Formula One, but I'm loving this series. Yeah, but I don't know whether I'll be a fan after. So have you watched The Crash? No, don't. I've already asked him this and he got really angry at me. Yeah. Uh, um, it, three season three? No, I'm, I'm halfway through season three. Oh, yeah. It's exactly the same conversation I had with him. Um, so yeah, let's let's move on from that. Good episode, um, that. So that was Monday. Josh thinks uh, he's more blue collar than me because I started later than him. So there we go. Um, it's funny you say that. Day. I am. Um, I don't know how I came back this. I was on the Let's Run forums the other day, and there was a mention of you, Matt, as the true blue collar runner who appreciate that somebody was asking how if anybody who works full-time could do more than 70 to 80 mile a week and you were the example up very early to be fair though to be fair to myself actually josh here i actually was in the gym a lot earlier because i do all my strength stuff before i jump on the elliptical so touche um all right tuesday we know what we did exactly the same one hour what a beautiful day. What a beautiful morning in the gym. Um, and then uh, I thought I'd mix it up on uh, Wednesday. But I didn't. I did an hour. So that was Wednesday. Thursday. 
I was going to do a session, but you know what? I thought, nah, I'm going to do an hour. Um, Friday, end of the week, thought I'd treat myself. Did 45 minutes. Mr. Robert Byrne was asking how I was getting on. My reply was, fucked, pal. That was our conversation. And then Saturday, <laughs> Saturday, yesterday, weekend, uh, I did an hour. That was riveting. Um, and today, Sunday, I did a session. Oh, bless I thought, you know what, I'm going to get the old ticker going a bit. To be fair, you know, I've actually been, my heart rate's been pretty high, which I don't know whether it's because I'm really out of shape or I've actually been working fairly hard on this thing. Um, I'm one of them gym goers now where I actually take my own towel, the old school, wipe the old brow and all that. So um, I did 65 minutes today, everyone. <laughs> yeah, wild. I know. I was going wild. Did you call that? That almost equivalent to like a long run on the cross chain. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, I just can't be asked. So what I did. Uh, up to? If you said, if you said to me, go and do two and a half hours on it, I'd be like, oh, but I'd do it. Yeah, no, but um, you've got a coach telling you to do something. I haven't. Is this, is this an indirect way of asking me to coach you? <laughs> no, I'm saying it in a way that I can't be asked. Um, and You've got more motivation than me at the moment. But I'm going to get it back. I'm going to get it back. If I could do more. Well, you're in between potentially doing another race. That's why you're doing as much as you are. Um, so I did a few 30-second efforts. I was going to town on this cross-trainer. People are looking at me like, wow, tell you what, what a guy, what a hero. Um, I'm sure they weren't, to be honest. But um, I did 65 minutes. I brought myself a new heart rate strap yesterday. Got to treat myself. What'd you go for? So, um, I got a Polar, Polar 10. H10. H10. It's really good, actually. Do you know what? I quite like it because um, it's got like little little uh, bobbles on it, so it actually like stays on your chest, whereas mm. I've got cheap, crappy ones before, and they just keep falling, falling down. So um, I don't know what Josh is showing, him, showing me, but um, so that was, that was today. Um, as far as rehab goes, another week of calf stuff, Slayer stuff, Achilles tendon, isometrics. Um, I'm seeing the physio tomorrow night, so I'm hoping that I get the all clear to start some jogging. So um, look out, everyone. He's on a comeback. I'm coming back. So, yeah, so that's hopefully going to happen potentially Tuesday if uh, Mr. Wallen gives me the all clear. Man, Josh, how far is Mr. Griffiths away? Are you still walking? Let's put that okay. One. So I'll rattle, through, I'll rattle through my week then. Um, Monday didn't run because I had that glute issue on the Sunday. So I thought I'd give it a, a day off. It wasn't too bad, to be honest, but I gave it a day off. I think mainly because Jenny got stuck on the A1 for three hours with Eliza in the car, like when she needed to nap. So... I looked after Elias in the afternoon because Jenny needed to go out and do stuff. So I didn't run. That was our Valentine's Day. Very romantic. She was stuck on the A1 and I was doing work. Um, Did you not cook for her? Can't remember, to be honest. Probably not is the answer. 
It was a day. It was a day to remember then, was it? Um. Yeah. I. Do you know what? Every week I come on here, I can't remember more than like two days ago. I don't know what's gone on. So Tuesday. Oh no, she went. She went. She drove down to London Monday night. So I had a live in the evening. She went to. She got a job this week. So. So Tuesday, I was off. So I had a live all day. And when she had a nap time, I thought I'd jump on the treadmill. But I was faffing about for the first hour of a nap. So I didn't jump on the treadmill till quite late and got 30 minutes. Well, actually, I got 25 minutes in and she started to wake up. And I thought, I'm going to hold on to 30 minutes. I can't do a 24 minute run. So when she wakes up, what does she do? Does she shout, does she just shout your name? Or does no. she just like make noises? She's basically like, she doesn't usually cry that much. She just sort of, she's usually pretty happy when she wakes up. She sits there and plays with her sleeping bag thing. She, Cause she's got animals on it. She just points at it. So she can usually sit there for sort of five, 10 minutes and be quite happy. Um, depends if she's pooed or not, basically. Fair enough. That's fair. So, I mean, that wakes is all up, doesn't it? Well, yeah. And you don't want to leave them too long if they're sat in their own shit, do you? So, um, <laughs> so that's Tuesday, Wednesday. So that was on the treadmill, 30 minutes easy on the treadmill, seven minute mining. Wednesday, this, so let's run once on Wednesday. It must have been windy Wednesday because I went on the treadmill again. Um, I know, I know Jenny was working again, so I had her most of the day, but yeah, anyway, I did hour five at seven minute mining on the treadmill in New York. 15k or so, um, which is 9.4 miles, Josh. Thought you'd like that. Good. When it must got started getting windy on on Wednesday. I think it's been windy all week, isn't it? Anyway, I know for, I know Friday was the worst, and Thursday afternoon. So Thursday morning, got out in the morning with Philippa, and we did some loops around on the flat up by mine. Did six miles at 7.28, 45 minutes. Um, got some horizontal rain for the first 10 minutes, which was a lovely start to a Thursday morning. Um, Refreshing. We actually just kept running with the wind while it was raining because there was no point of going into it because it was just horrific. Um, but yeah, that was Thursday morning. Thursday evening, I was feeling like my glute was a bit better so I did a progression on the treadmill while Jenny's mum had Eliza and went well got down to five minute mile in for the last mile oh hello five flat so um I kind of was going to do well I did kind of do 20 minutes up to 150 heart rate 20 minutes up to 160 and then 20 minutes up to 170 so it was kind of but I just I think I actually progressed it because I got bored I progressed it every three minutes by just pressing the button to go up 3.3 kilometers an hour every three minutes so just the progression graph is is lovely as you'd expect from a treadmill but that was all good got up to 170 heart rate so into threshold um What's the crack there now? Are you just literally doing your session on the treadmill? Or are you going to start going outside a bit? 
Well, I would if it wasn't like yeah. ridiculous. Hundred mile now wins. Yeah, it's so I did a session outside today, which I've come to, but I cheated. Um, Friday on the treadmill again because that was the ridiculously windy day. Did you boys see the uh, video of the wheelie bin up in the air? Is that an actual wheelie bin? Did you see that? It's probably photoshopped. I've seen a cow in the air. Have you? I saw the trampoline. There's plenty of trampolines flying about, isn't there? Mm. One ended up on Josh's railway line. Um, Anyway, Friday, uh, 9.3 miles, seven at mile in. Nothing to report. I was in Harrogate, actually. Ben Heron was in Harrogate, so I thought I'd join him, but he decided not to run. He was actually in real life Harrogate. Um, Saturday, I ran outside. Steve Robinson joined me, Josh. He's back. Very good. Um, so we did an hour and six at 7.11s for 9.3 mile. And I was going to run again in the evening, but Saturday evening, while I was watching the football, so about four o'clock, I started to get cold again. So I had a cold earlier on in the week from Eliza. And I thought there's no point in me running. So I woke up this morning and I planned to do this run with Ben Heron. But I felt like, I don't know, it felt a bit sick. I had like a, I felt like a bit of a cold. So it's a bit blocked up, but just felt a bit sick and wasn't looking forward to it at all. But we decided to run with the wind from Stamford to Spalding. So it's almost 20 miles, pretty much directly with the wind. And we did 6K warm-up, which is four miles nearly. Then three by 7K off 2K float. And first block we ran 321s, second block 322s, and the last block 319s, 320s. But it was with the wind. Um, we had a couple of K in that whole thing where we went crosswind and that was hard enough. So I wouldn't have liked to do anything into the wind. The floats were like 345, 50. So um, we jogged to call dad says, what, 22 and a half, 23 miles total. Um, so good day. I'm, I was having this conversation with Josh earlier. I'm not sure if I'm going to do Manchester even at like the pace I can run at right now because obviously I'd be delighted if I could run under 220 but if I ran 219 I think there's every chance my hamstring would not like it and I wouldn't be able to run for a good while after it so I think the more sensible thing is to to carry on doing some sessions with Ben at his sort of pace and stay in touch with with some sort of longer efforts, but just go through all the rehab stuff and make sure my hamstring's in a good place when I come to to race in the autumn. Are you thinking of doing a marathon in the autumn? Yeah, so I was looking at October. Me and Josh had this conversation earlier. He's got me interested in Chicago, so... Um, I kind of like October because Frankfurt usually works for me, but I don't know. Do I want to do Frankfurt again? I've done it four times already. Why don't you just do London? It's 
It's a bit boring, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's start of October as well. And it's windy know. in Chicago though, isn't it? Windy in London. Yeah. London's great, but I don't think it's the fastest course. Mm. Yeah, anyway, I, I kind of want to do something different. I've done London lots, done Frankfurt lots. Berlin is a bit too early because it can get hot like you had it last year. Valencia's quite late. I don't know. Anyway. I think the better choice is doing ultramarathon because I just, I know like last week when I picked up to sort of 3.15, sort of 5.15 per mile, my glute can't handle it over, over halfway. Even today when we were running, running that, I finished and it's sore. Mm. It's a smart thing to do, to be honest, because you don't want to be literally screwing yourself over running a, a mediocre time um, to, to what you what you want to run mm. um, you know to what your, your PB is and I think it's the best thing to do so then you can at least be healthy through the summer yeah. get some shorter races in and be ready for a, an autumn marathon I think the main thing is I've just got to be disciplined with the strength and conditioning and rehab on it I this time last year I got the issue was it last year no this time last year I was doing the rehab for 12 weeks from January through to sort of March and the issue went away started running well haven't done anything and surprise surprise it comes back the worst thing I can do is not do Manchester not do the rehab and then be in exactly the same position again come September so as long as I'm disciplined doing the the rehab work then it is a sensible move but yeah in the back of my head it's like you're pausing another marathon and I've been doing this for two years now but but yeah I spoke to a few people and they all think it's a fairly sensible move um and yeah it'd be good to I've seen the start list for Manchester I think we've we've all seen the start list it's shaping up to be a quick one isn't it so quite nice to be able to maybe watch some of it and um yeah it'd be a good one I've got I think 10 athletes doing it so also be good to support them but anyway um i think that's a 75 mile-ish week i missed a lot of second runs just because because i'd ran on the treadmill a lot i didn't want to double go on a treadmill <laughs> just can't can't face it and i also when i put eliza to bed if i'm on my own she goes to sleep at like a quarter to eight and i'm always like i'll jump on the treadmill when she goes to sleep I'm not going out. Can't be yeah. um, Also, a quick story. Saturday night. So last night. Um, so Eliza thinks it's funny to... So we've got like fairly new carpet and Nico, our cat, plucks it. So plucks little threads. She picks up these threads and puts them in her mouth and thinks it's hilarious and then sort of runs away from you when you're trying to tell her to get it out of her mouth. She, she chews on them for a bit, but then like 10 minutes later, forgets she's got them in her mouth. So last night, she put it in her mouth. I saw her. I tried to get it out. She hid it under her tongue. I couldn't get it out of her mouth. So I thought, I'll leave you. Five minutes later, she's choking. And then she projectile vomited a whole foot, like over the sofa, over Ebel. the floor, over all her toys on the floor. And it's, do you know what? Parenting. And Jenny said it, Saturday morning, 
she was in such good mood. She came in the shower with me, had a nice little time in the shower, got ready all nicely. And then 12 hours later, you're sitting there and sick and you're like, how has this happened? Um, anyway. Hey, um, I've got on the, on the note of cats, I was in chat. Well, we and Gina were in Chester yesterday and this woman and she had a, a rucksack. It was like um, a clear rucksack and it had a freaking cat in it. Yeah, it's like a cat them. bag. Yeah, they're good. Sorry, you said it's good. Yeah. Why are you taking your cat shopping? Why What's wrong with people? Why can you take your dog, not your cat? Well, in a bag. Yeah, I know. I'm joking. But I went for a walk around the back of our house the other day, did a little 800 meter loop. And Eliza and Nico walked behind me. They literally just followed me. So anyone looking out the window thought, this weird man, he's just strolling along with a little tiny child and a cat just following him. But yeah. Um, I'm not sure he'd go into the centre of Chester, though. Anyway, that's our weeks. Josh said uh, Josh Griffiths is here. Not quite. He's a minute away. But... So, Josh, can you just explain what you put up? Josh Griffiths is going to come on and you're going to just go away. <laughs> you do the interviews normally. And you're just going to have a shower and do Norma Tech. No, he's going to get in the Norma Tech. Oh, OK, that's fine. I thought you said I'm going to have a shower and do Norma Tech. I was like, no. all right. We'll get Josh in the middle I'm treating him. Okay. So I'll pay for his taxi. Right. So while we wait for him, let's do Strava leaderboard. I looked earlier. I've got a new name on the list. 123 miles. Oh, it's exciting. Jason Nicholas Bennett from Birmingham. Do you know him? No. He's, his Strava bio, I'm going to become shockingly fast soon. Come up, watch out. This, we need to get this guy on. Josh, isn't it? This guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, Jason, good man, top of the leaderboard. Yeah. And I think Ali Lavender was top, top female, 95 miles. So nice. Because our usual Sally Radcliffe was racing Seville, so she didn't top it this week. Um, Weston's wise words has he given us anything this week? Oh, it's a belter. Even if you're not always, um, it's an absolute belter. Again, he just every week just improves. So um, this week's Western's wise words: We run on the stuff all the time, tens of thousands of steps. But how did tarmac get invented? Well, let me tell you, <laughs> tarmac is also known as Tom Macadam, mm. which is a combination of two words, Tar and Macadam. Am I pronouncing that right, do you reckon? I think so. Yeah, you, 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 you hummed, so I assume so. Um, Macadam is the name of another more basic road construction made from crushed stone layers. One day in 1901 in Denby, someone split Tar accidentally on a Macadam road. A guy called Eg Edgar... Pun Punal Hooli yeah. Hooli Hey, listen, hey. Uh, this is this is this is this is my segment. Hey, carry on. Uh, noticed how it made the road much better and painted tarmac the next year. Or painted? Is that right? Painted. Am I saying that right? Patent, yeah. Patent, yeah. So there you go. So um, a little bit of historical facts there from 
the main man Dan. So, funny you talk about this. I was after my conversation with Josh last week. I was also looking into the differences between asphalt, tarmac, all that sort of stuff, and I still haven't. I don't know the answer. So, if anyone wants to write in and tell me the difference, um, I thought they were different things, but maybe they're not. I'm sure. There you go. I'm sure tarmac is softer. Yeah, I reckon so. Um, I think Josh might be here. I'm trying to work out for him. Yeah, we're just setting him up on the normal tech. Okay. Oh, Did great. You... So we're going to have him blow. It's going to be blowing around for like the next hour. I've sat in the normal tech for the last probably two months on the podcast. You've not noticed. Yeah. Right. While he's setting up, I'm going to have a little rant. You can join in, Matt. So I just want to make it clear to people that. 5,000 metres on the track is 12 and a half laps and your finish time is the time you go through 12 and a half laps in, not what your Garmin says. Similarly, you do a park run, that's 5K. It's not what your watch splits on 5K. You do a 10K race, that is 10K, or you do any race that's got distance advertised, that is the rate, that is the distance. It's not what your watch splits. So... I don't want to see any more on Strava. And that's my rant. That's a public announcement, is it? It is. Um, just, just, I'm going to just, I'm going to pause. I'm just going to pause things here because um, just normal general, the general population um, would look at what's going on, on this image of, of what we can see here of the two Joshes. This is like an, a standard weekend um ritual here josh lunn is plugging some device into josh griffiths's um waist it just doesn't look like a normal saturday night here josh how many boys it, you had in that hotel room this weekend <laughs> he's the fourth in the normal thing how much is he how much you're charging <laughs> every time all right i'll pass you over he's a valley's boy he'll nick them he'll run, run, run off of them you can hear right anyway let me welcome to the show let me just make sure i get this right 21124 man from seville today how's it going josh griffiths yeah not bad thanks there's a bit of a track over here to walk from the hotel josh wouldn't give me a lift but uh yeah no it's uh it's good to uh be on the show he said that his scooter driving's not the best so i wouldn't want a lift from him yeah, I've seen that guy. I think I was safer walking. And Matt, you said he's a Valley's boy. He's going to nick the Norm text. I think that's a bit harsh on him. I reckon. I reckon after that performance today, he isn't running anywhere for a few weeks now. Definitely. Be walking like John Wayne. <laughs> so, so, how was the race, mate? Yeah, it was really good. Like um, the field and the conditions were amazing. So uh, it's really good opportunity to kind of run fast, like London. In the last couple of years, the field's been good, but the weather hasn't been like spot on. It's been a bit tough at times. So um, yeah, kind of today everything fell into place. It was just about executing the race, really. I love the normal tech noise as well in the background. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, so, did you just go out with the group then? Because you went out in what sixty-five twenty-two. So. Pretty, pretty quick, pretty swift. Was it? Was there a big group for you? Yeah, like um, so we had a technical meeting yesterday, and the slowest pace group was sixty-four forty-five. So 
that was pretty hot. So I didn't want to go with that because I knew I was going to run under 210. So I kind of hovered at the back of it. And then, as I was hoping, a little group splintered off onto like 211.30 pace, although we were running a bit quicker than that, probably closer to 210.30 for the first half. Um, and yeah, there was a good group of us. A few of us broke away between 20 and 30k, but that was the main difference between uh, this and London, really. It was just so many more people to run with. Like Today I came 30th. Um, even though the time was much faster, position was way worse. So, but you know that's the kind of group you need to kind of get the best out of yourself. Whereas in London, I ran pretty much all the second half on my own, and I didn't have to do that today. Yeah. So you were what two minute, just so before you ran two thirteen eleven. So two minutes knocked off your PB, um, which. 2.11.30 was the world champs qualifying time, but I think that period's passed, is it? Or No, it ran for another week. So, oh, is it? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, what's your, what's your thoughts on the next one? I've got a bit of a decision to make now, I think, because I've got the time for Worlds, Euros and Commonwealth. So, for me, it's probably between Worlds and Commonwealth, and I just have to sit down over the next few days and have a really good think about what I want to do. Obviously, I really want to do both. I've done both before and they're both fantastic experiences, but, you know, Commonwealth... What's the time in between? Oh, it's like a week. It's impossible. Um, same for Euros. Like, you can only do one if you're a marathon runner. Um, even 10K would be tight to turn around. But, um, yeah, so it's just a decision between those two. There's pros and cons for both. And yeah, I just need to make the decision that's best for where where I think I can perform and what I actually want to do. Yeah. Is there one you're leaning more towards than the other, or is it still like a 50 50 at this stage? For me, it's 50 50. I mean, before today, it wasn't an option, so it wasn't something I thought about. But it's a nice problem to have. But yeah, I'm going to need to have a proper think about it and analyze where I think I can perform best. Because what Chris Thompson and, and Jake Smith have got the time and you'll be the third person who's got the time. And then Commonwealth's what Andy Davies ran the time today for Welsh Commonwealth, didn't he? Um, yeah, Dowie's got, it. got it as well, as he? So you can have a pretty strong Welsh team in, in Birmingham, which, yeah, um, it's, I suppose, a difficult decision to make when Welsh athletics have, have been supporting you, haven't they? Yeah, of course. Like, Welsh athletics have been really good to me over the years and particularly since Gold Coast have been building towards Birmingham so it's just such a shame that these things clash um, same with European champs for marathon runners it's tough they were always going to clash but it's a shame that the calendar can be structured slightly differently but um, yeah it's just something I'm going to have to think about um, you know obviously having for Welsh athletics having a a runner in the world champs is not a bad thing, but then obviously they lose out for the Commonwealth Games. So, yeah, I'm going to have to have a think about it. But at the moment, I'm not leaning one way or the other. It's it's pretty much 50-50 because they're both races I definitely want to do, even though I can only do one of them. Yeah, and so before the race today, were you confident that a fast time was on the cards? How was... How was the build-up? 
Yeah, the build-up was good. It was slightly different. I would have liked to have done a half marathon. Um, I was supposed to do one in Spain in January, but because the training camp I was going to go on got cancelled, I ended up not deciding not to fly out for the race. It just didn't seem worth the trip, so I did a 10K instead. So I did a cross-country race and two 10Ks, which is slightly different to what I normally do. But, yeah, it got me in really good shape. And I think speed-wise, I was a lot more comfortable with some, some of the quicker reps this time. I would have liked the longer race leading into it like a half. But on reflection, I would do this again because it clearly worked. Yeah, so, so what is your sort of typical, typical week? I mean, looking at your Strava, it's pretty pretty high mileage and there's some i have seen in the past some sort of over over distance long runs is that still something you do yeah yeah the mileage for me i don't really find it any sort of problem at all so i've always been fairly strong in that respect but then a lot of the other guys have got much quicker track times than me and you know they run quicker road 10ks and stuff like that so you know i've kind of got a play to my strengths which is my strength you know my splits today were pretty even from start to finish so yeah I just like to stack the big weeks week after week and then I just find that gets me fit for race day I mean everyone gets fit in different ways and this works for me your typical your typical week is it you're doing two sessions are you doing a quicker session in a long run or how's that structured yeah, so I tend to do one like longer workout, so it could be tempo, like uh, tempo blocks or a fart, like maybe, then an interval session, which sometimes on the track, sometimes on the road, just depends what it is, and then a long run, which yeah is usually at least twenty-two miles unless I'm approaching a race. Most of that's solo, isn't it, as well? Yeah, it's all on my own. Yeah. Around, pretty hilly around your when you're running from home by the looks of it. Yeah, I mean, you know, if I lived in a flat area and did those courses every week, then I would find it really difficult. But for me, that's just normal now. Like, I'm just used to the hills, like a lot of people are. I just find they help. But sometimes it's a bit annoying if you want to do some quick reps because it's quite difficult to find an area which is flat for a long distance. I have to go down to Swansea or something. But, yeah, it's all good. You just kind of go around. Work to your surroundings, I guess. Any more questions from Clarzy? Yeah, so obviously, if, if people don't know, Josh um, does coach as well, uh, and you obviously coach yourself, Josh. So, what would you say would be like your sort of coaching philosophy? I think there's just no one thing that works for everyone. Everyone's a different athlete. So, you've kind of got to look at what they're good at, what they like, what they don't like, what they're weak at, what they want to aim for. And also then just kind of tailor the training to their week and stuff. So, you know, if you've got two people training for a 10K and they want to do it in under 40 minutes, for example. But one of them is a parent with three kids and a busy job and the other one is single. You know, their training weeks are going to be completely different just because of the demands they've got. So, you know, sometimes following just a blank plan or doing the weekly group session, it'll work for some people, but it won't work for everyone. So... Yeah, I think it's just important to tailor training to the individual rather than just looking at the event and the time they want to run. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely agree with that. I think it's one of them, isn't it? It's, you've got to make it work for you and you've got to make it work around your schedule. I think that's key, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Like, I'll even myself, I'll move, you know, my long run to a certain day and maybe move track to a certain day just to fit around where I think I'll be best recovered and, you know, where else I've got on in the week. And yeah, I try to do that for the people I coach as well. And, you know, it works for the, in the most of the time, obviously things crop up now and again, but yeah, I think it's just kind of maximizing what you can in the week and not worrying so much about what you can't do as well. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. So what's, um, what's the plans tonight and sort of the, the plan for the next sort of week or so is it just rest and recover. You're going to go out for some bevies tonight. Yeah. Well, Josh Lund's roped me into some, Wild night apparently he hasn't told me many details. Josh, Josh but... Lund, wild night. Then things don't, <laughs> things don't add up. Maybe <laughs> to himself. Yeah, but I think you might be right. But uh... a few, a few glasses of uh, sparkling water for Josh, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, and me definitely. But um, yeah, just uh, chill this week mostly. Yeah. Um, a couple more questions for me. So, when you're looking at finalising your marathon pace, um. How'd you go about that? So obviously you, you went out at 65, 30-ish today. What indicates in training to you that that's the pace you're going to go out on the day? I like to kind of form my pace off races I've done in the build-up. So for me, I've done two pretty decent 10Ks leading into this. And, you know, they felt pretty comfortable. Obviously, I'd run them as hard as I could, but... I knew it was a big buffer between that and marathon pace. So then some of my longer workouts as well, I knew I was in shape because I can use, this is my 10th marathon, so I kind of have an idea of what kind of shape I'm in now. But also today was a little bit of a free shot for me. Like maybe I wouldn't have been quite so aggressive if I was chasing a specific time because I've already got European and Commonwealth times from last year. So it was almost like a, you got nothing to lose, just go for it. Conditions are good, the field's good, training's been good, so why not give it a go? Yeah, and looking at those splits, as you said, they're pretty pretty consistent today. Um, did you not go through any bad patches in the races at all? Or um, At about 21 miles, my legs were starting to not turn over quite as nicely as they were before. But again, just referring back to what I said earlier with... Um, just a few other people there was two guys I was with and they were kind of I was leading that little group up until then and then they just passed me and I was able to latch on the back of them and we just rolled and in the end I passed them both again but whereas in London because I would have been on my own in that scenario I think pace would have dropped a touch and I would have probably ended up running closer to 212 just because I would have been on my own and maybe wouldn't have had the other people to push me um, so I think that really made a difference today. And shoes-wise, you're wearing the they Meta Speed Sky. Yeah, I wore Aikens Meta Speed Sky. It's the same shoe I wore in London 2021. Uh, they worked well for me there, so yeah, it was no brain at all. Yeah, and I've, I saw this weekend Ailish obviously broke the half marathon record in a, a pair of prototypes. Is that you heard any any news on what they might be or if that's a marathon shoe? Uh, yeah, I think it's the uh, number two version of the shoe I was wearing today. Um, 
yeah, obviously Aisha is running super fast at the moment, so gets access to that kind of stuff a lot quicker than I do. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just inspiring to see other performances like that, and uh, yeah, you kind of know you've got a good shoe if she's running too. Perfect. Well, all the best for the re- with the recovery, and hopefully those normal techs help a little bit tonight. Um, and yeah, we'll look forward to seeing you in in Birmingham or or Oregon, whatever you choose, mate. Yeah, yeah sure. congrats, mate. However, on. Thanks, anyway, man. you can tell Josh that he's going to have to come back on and, and do something because he's a lazy man. Is he back? He is. So while, he, while he's in those normal tech, Josh, yeah. can you hear me? I can. What, what were you doing to him? <laughs> I had a quick shower. <laughs> okay. um, right. Should we get into the Patreon? Have you got the document open or do you want me to do yours josh this week uh, no i got it <laughs> classy sorry you can try and you can kick off all right i'm gonna kick off so this week i'm thanking richard para parazam paras paras ram yeah i'm thanking richard richard p thank you sir uh, richard has pbs of 1841, 3839, and 9333. So he's a quick boy. Uh, he's from London, originally Guatemala. Lovely part of the world. Smooth yeah. pronunciation there. Guatemala? Yeah. Well, yeah. Get my bananas from there. <laughs> um, some facts. Big fan of making infographics, such as handy guide to when British Airways lose their luggage. With the lost luggage wheel of misfortune, my favourite graphic. It was good. Right. So, so that's your favourite favorite graphic, is it? Yeah, he had a little little graphic of what happens when you lose your luggage. You phone this number, it takes you to this number, takes you to this number, and then another number, and then you're back to the start again. Which there you go. Sounds like a lot of those companies. Absolutely. Smart boy. Looks like he enjoys a bit of travelling and possibly uh, was a half-decent footballer. Fantastic. Well, thanks very much, Richard. Right. Um, I'm thanking Stephen Cochran this week. So he's got PB's 1646, 3404. You've done it again, Aaron. You put 79. That's surely 119. Well, that, I thought last week you wanted me to put 79. Like, Just read it at 79. Yeah, you can be consistent. I'll let you off. So 79.57, the marathon of 239.07. So he is from Northern Ireland, uh, possibly Lurgan, which is just outside of Belfast. The facts are he discovers new antibiotics. Uh, he's got two children and he's a fan of the blue alpha flies and he uses Morton. They're quite generic things. Well, I'll give you a bit more flavour. Yeah. I've got some more flavour for Stephen. So um, me and Stephen, uh, we go way back uh, on the old, uh, all the old grand messenger. So... Um, Stephen was in uh, Tesco the other day, and um, he said he was in Tesco. He, went, he was in Tesco for milk, and ended up coming out with these for three pound fifty. He sent me a picture of uh, lint assortment. So, um, so yeah, he also said um, he's never tried the dark chocolates, but he agrees with me that they're disappointing. So there you go. So, I tried the new one this week. Double chocolate. Yeah. Too it rich, is, isn't it? It's milk chocolate and dark chocolate. 
someone someone um messaged me as well um i'm just trying to scroll down um somebody messaged me to say about the um mango um mango lindor yeah That's terrible sure whatever what's going on there and i i said i picked one up the other day mistakenly thinking it was white chocolate and i was i wasn't happy so there you go right i'll read the list of the questions because i've only got one because we've been going on for a while so um comes in from sophie lloyd who said i left this bit in just to pump our tires a bit just want to say i'm loving the podcast it's getting me through a journey to and from work feeling pumped and inspired to train when i get back that must be me i must be the one who's inspiring um also what to ask i'm training mostly for 5 to 10k and just started started up my snc work which exercises would you recommend for runners that are most essential useful i have barbells dumbbells medicine ball etc at home as time is limited and i cannot get to the gym easily just wondered how to use my time most effectively and i thought there's only one man to answer this, and that's Josh Lund. No, Matt Clouse. <laughs> so she's got barbells and dumbbells, right? Yeah. That's what she says. So I definitely do stuff what's going to um, strengthen so your hamstrings. So I definitely do something as far as deadlifts or reverse deadlifts, which is basically a hip hinge movement, um, which they're called reverse deadlifts. So if you don't know what they are, just Google them. There'll, there'll be a video. So something like that, um, three, two to three reps, three, two to three sets of about eight reps, um, single leg stuff, which is really good. So single, um, um, single like single um, lunges, single leg lunges, anything that's going to be on one leg, and even single leg um, RDLs are really good as well. You can do that with a barbell or a dumbbell. Um, you just basically hold. Like, if it's a dumbbell, you just hold um, the dumbbell. Um, so it's like um, on its like on a um, vertical um, side, and then just hold the top of the dumbbell. So yeah, anything like that will do the job. Quick five or ten minute blast, a couple of times a week, should sort you out. Sounds good. I mean, I'm I'm not going to add to that because I'm not an SNC coach, and Klaus has pretty much covered what sort of thing. I mean, I've got most of my advice of what he's given Josh. So yeah. I'm happy to go for that. Um, should we go into some some news? Because there's plenty again to talk through this week. Let's start off at the start off on Saturday at the RAK half marathon, which is in the UAE, I think. Jacob- that, looked, that looked so boring. I, I don't know why I watched it. I mean, I decided it was on breakfast, but it's so it looks such a boring course. So Jacob Kiplimo took the win, who's the world record holder, 57-31. You watched it. Do, do you remember? Oh, his... No, but I saw the splits. First 5K was 13. 23. 23. Ridiculous. It's 56 minute pace. It's absolutely insane. I mean, he didn't look very happy at the end, but he's sort of gone Josh Lund and gone, I'm just going to go as hard as I can, put time in the bank and shock. Did it work? But I still respect trying though. He's still around sub-58, so, I mean, can't argue. Um, and then in the, in the women's, Germerwit, Geb, uh, Gebru CR, Gebru took the win in 
She put a boot in it. I, I'm sorry, but something's going on there. And it literally, you're dropping a cog on Harley Beery with like 400 to go, like one mm. of the best middle distance runners. And she's literally, she, she just like, she just turned a switch on her. But so, so there's a couple of points like Helen, yes, very fast on the track by 10K. She was in the on shoes, wasn't she? I think I saw. She would yeah, have been. I think so. I'm not, yeah, I don't know what on shoe they've got out at the moment, but I've known most of the other athletes are still wearing, you know, vapor flying. To be fair, Ben Flanagan wore around 6130 in them at Houston. Okay. Yeah, there's Josh with his knowledge. Um, there you go. But so she's 20 years old, Gebru, and it was a debut, pretty swift debut. And she didn't make the, the team for the Olympics, the Ethiopian team. So she didn't make the team over 10,000, but yet she's out kicking in a beery. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah, she's, she's quite one. Anyway, on a British front, Ailish McColgan ran a new national record of 66.26. Um, beats Paula's record, which was over 20 years old. Um, as I said, I've got to a Josh, question. Got them. Because she was in a prototype, is that legal? I think it is now. They changed the rules back, didn't they, to allow prototypes. However, period is smaller, isn't it? Or something. It's still doesn't it still have to be on the approved shoe list? So they must have had it on the. I've not looked at the list recently, but Josh was just saying it's probably the second version. Version, so they've. Yeah, probably got it on the list and then she's fine to wear it. Do you know what, do you know what is that that's actually closing in on as well? Your PB, Aaron. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, not all of us get to run downhill with the wind courses, though. Um, like, yeah, you put me on my downhill with the wind course today, I'd have ran 63 minutes, mate. Um, but in, on that prototype, ASICs didn't put a logo on it, which I found the most bizarre thing about the whole situation, because even if she's wearing a prototype, wouldn't you want them to know it's an ASICs shoe? But yeah, I don't quite understand the marketing on that one. Um, any other comments from that race? Or are we done? Move on. No. It was a very good, it was a very good performance. Oh yeah, I mean, ridiculously fast. I think she she ran 67 at Great North, didn't she, last year? All right, I've got a question for you boys then. So she's ran 66. She's, um, did she say, did, did, she's the second fast. No, she beat Paulus, yeah? Beat Paulus, yeah. So what's the crack then? What's she going to run for a marathon? Well, I think she's going to step up soon, I would say. I think, um, yeah, I think she will. And looking at what Jess Piazeki and Charlie Perdue have done, you'd think it'd be in the low... Closer towards two twenty than two. You're thinking sub. You're thinking sub two twenty though. Yeah, I would say sub two twenty. I think a debut. Big ask. The trends. The trends are going that way though. Was Charlie ran for half? Not that far off that. No, I think she. Yeah, she's a few minutes off. I thought she ran quicker. Like, yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's doable, isn't it? But. Let's just say I ran 66.30 next week. What do I think I could run 
well, double it plus I yeah two nineteen to two twenty. I'd be confident of that. So Perdue's ran sixty eight away. Okay, it's just a minute and a half though, and she's ran two twenty three this year, two twenty two. Two twenty three, yeah. Yeah. I yeah, mean, maybe good. right then, maybe two maybe two twenty one. I two twenty two. She's definitely got potential. I think it might take a couple for her to, to crack it though. Um mm. just because she's not got a massive background in this, you know, Charlie had been doing she's done plenty of marathons and halves, isn't she? So um yeah, one to watch anyway. Well, if she runs a quick one and we've got Charlie and Jess running. As we'll come to in a second, all under all around two twenty-two, it's going to be a sort of golden area for British marathon running on the on the female front. Um, also on Saturday was the indoors blue indoors. Clousy, did you watch it? Oh yes, I did. I tell you what, I, I'm I'm a track fan, right? I enjoy I enjoy watching track and field, but it was long. It was really long. There was so much field events, which mm. was fine. I, I didn't mind it, but like I don't know. I feel like they could have broken up a bit better and had some some of the races, more of the track races in between. I'm not sure. Well, I so I switched it on because it was on red button, wasn't it? So I switched it on, and it was it wasn't the best production, was it, of a of a TV coverage, which is fine, but. But yeah, it just it was just as you say, it was just there were so many sprints on, and I I looked at the timetable. I was like, "There's not a race on for another hour and a half that I want to watch." So I turned it off for a bit, and then forgot that it was forgot to turn back on for the for the sort of middle distance races, which I was. I'll tell you what, though, I um, I think Hannah um, Hannah England's really good at doing commentary. Yeah, I agree. Must I admit, she, yeah, I think she's she's only been doing it a couple of years, but she's definitely an improvement. She's got some knowledge especially of the, the middle distance. Um, I know off the top of my head, a couple of girls got the world's time for 1500, right? It was 1500. Markovic and the younger girl from Scotland. Um, no, this is bad, bad radio. I'll get her name in a second. She's, um, she's come onto the scene pretty, pretty Erin. recently. Not a Healy, Erin, is it? Erin. Erin Wallace. I oh, know that's Irish girl. I think she's definitely going to be one to watch. Is Erin Wallace a bit like she's from the same coach as Lua Muir and Gemma Riki? So yeah, got some potential there. Um, but yeah, let's let's move on from that then. Also indoors this week, do you see Jakob's three thirty fifteen hundred? Phenomenal. Yeah. I don't know how you run that quick indoors for fifteen hundred. What's the crack with his tattoos? He's kind of like he's he's gone into the tattoo studio and said, "Listen here, listen here, pal. Just I just, all I want, I just want a cheap tattoo. Just do a few dots on my legs and arms, please." Josh, what's the crack? Me, he Josh strikes me as someone who's going to get a tattoo soon. I don't know. I, also, I want to I want to um, discuss this. Why is Josh? Josh, you need to start dressing like a grown man. You're, you're dressing like Buddy Marshall Mathers, whatever his name is, Eminem. He's got a prison suit on. We're going to start calling you Marshall. Did you wear a tracksuit when you went to watch Dave? Uh, no, I didn't actually have jeans on. I was probably the only person with jeans on. I mean, what I will say, Clousey, though, that hairstyle is doing wonders for his hairline. It is. 
There's a reason I've chose it. It's very good. I, I need to go see that, Barbers. I, w- I won't be seeing Clarky though. Good God. <laughs> um, right, Hereford 10 Mile. It's close to you, isn't it, Classy? Matt Reese. Interview. No, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Hereford? It's like two hours, mate. Down the road. Like, Close enough down the road. It's on the board, isn't it? Um, 53-42 for the win. New course record, apparently. Um, nice. Donna Morris took the win in 62-10. Is that allowed, Josh, or an hour to 10? Um, it's fine. There was the Free Village 5 mile race. I think they've got that name off me. They should call it Free Village Plus 1 next time. Um, ben Riddell took the win. 25-53. Nice. I didn't even know he was back in the country. He's back. Back with a bank. Um, Fiona Todd, 31-22. There's lots of cross-country. Village Bakery was cancelled, Clousey. Yeah, Mike cancelled it for me. Did he? He thought you were running. He said I wasn't running, so there's no point. Get it back on when I'm I'm fit and healthy. Good of him, isn't it? Um, Yeah, good lad, Mike. And there was a 10K on in Manchester. Hail 10K. And... This surprised me a little bit. Josh, you shared a picture today of Jess Piazaki finishing. And I was sure that was Ross Millington clapping her in the picture. Turns out Ross Millington won Hale 10K today in 30.57. From Paul Graham was second, 31.32. Um, I'm going to quickly, swiftly... Oh, there you go. Sophie Wood was eighth overall. First female, 35, 25. I've just seen the pits you mean her, and he does look like Ross Millington. Yeah. I just thought, I don't know, just because she's New Balance, well, she was New Balance, I thought, oh, just makes it. I just presumed it was him. Um, and then I saw these results a second ago. I was like, oh, he's had a quick, quick flight over to flight back. Um, right. The main result of the day, Seville, which... I'm hoping Josh has the results on his phone because he has more results than I do. So, Josh, yeah. do, you, do you want to go through our British runners in Seville? Bear with me. Well, first of all, who won the race? Anyone know? Abraham. Born. Abraham. Good old Abraham. 204. <laughs> well, I've got Azra Ab- <laughs> Abderrahman. You're close, one. <laughs> 204.43. Good, good old Abe. And the women right. was uh, Alemu Migurtu. Okay. What, what time? 218.51. Did, did you watch it, Clazy? No. No, neither did I. I okay. In the gym. So let's go to the British people because Josh was watching the race. Yeah, uh, let me get my... Joy, it's annoying it's changed my... It's changed the app since I was on it earlier. Well, I can start then. First Brit, home, Josh Griffiths, we just spoke to, 211.28, big PB. Yeah, phenomenal. Um, Mo Ardan, second Brit, home, 212.37. These That's are their a PB gun, for him as well. These are their gun times. Sorry, this is probably... A, I don't know if it is a PB. It would be close to what he ran at... Um, trials. The trials, yeah. Mo Ardan. Um, you go next, Josh, and I'll tell you if it's PB or not. So next was Andy Davis, 2-14-23. Um, Mo was 15 seconds of his PB. Yeah. Um, um, how, far, how deep are we going here? Well, let's just keep keep going, because Andy Davies, obviously recent 
interviewee, um, 2.14.20 he was given on his chip time, which is a PB, which is madness. So he's extended his B40 record. Ross Bradenby will be next. Do you say Clarkey? It's, it's, um, you say Clarkey? Oh, Adam Clark, Mr. Moss. 215.35. I'll read them for I've got them. Ross Braden. Debut for. Yeah, debut Adam. Adam Clark. Although he's not been given a PB, which is interesting. Um, something, they know something we don't. Ross Braden, 216.48 PB for Ross, um, knocking nearly three minutes off his PB. And then. Johnny Glenn. Johnny next. Glenn, debut 2254. The on the, the biggest result of the day in the men's 229.50. Oh, Lund. this is the best result of the day. The fastest run of 2022. About time I, someone did ran well. Josh Lich, oh, yeah. what, what was the what, what was the world record time? Uh 2.59. So I could have run 230 and we'd have broken it. So you've let the side down. 29.45 or something. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I, I'll say this now. i got a lot of respect for him. He, he also broke his half marathon PB by 35 seconds. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. What a legend. What a legend. I, I bet he's four beers deep right now. Oh, no, no. Matt, he was four beers deep when I left him at lunchtime. What a hero. How many cigars? Do you know what? I haven't seen him, I haven't seen him smoking yet, which is uh, I was quite surprised. He was smoking off on the course today, I reckon. <laughs> um, on the women's side, obviously, Jess Piazeki, 2.22.25 to go. Second all-time on the, on the female list, um, GB list. So she's only, only got Paula in front of her now. So beats Mara's 2.22 high, maybe. Um, the most interesting thing about this, I'm going to politely say it. Yeah, go on. From halfway, she had had how would you put this? She'd had an uncomfortable ex toilet experience, should we say, which mm. happened again later in the race. So, mm. fair play because it didn't look great. Yeah, it's it's incredible she finished in such a quick time as well. Um, I know, I know Gary Priestley, who was just behind her, wasn't, wasn't too. Too much enjoyment. You've just got to let it rip and just go for it, haven't you? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Just got to go for it. Um, so admire for it. So she obviously got the the world's time, and then also Rose Harvey, two twenty seven seventeen, got the got the time. So so yeah, it could be Rose, Jess, and Charlie going to the worlds um, potentially. So good to see. We might have a a full team there. Um, Behind them, Philly Bowden debuted 234.28. Uh, Steph Davis didn't have the best run. Josh said she'd possibly been ill she's or stops. Yeah, she's been a bit ill. Uh, 237 and Sally Radcliffe 239.06. I think I've covered a lot of people there. There were some other, other Brits that unfortunately had to drop out, such as Derek Hawkins and well, Callum Moody, who's from New Zealand. I forgot to mention another result. Uh, actually, yesterday was a real 10-miler. Well um, so, our a friend of the show, a big fan, Scott Nixon, uh, came away with the win. Um, I don't actually know who won in the women, so apologies. I just saw it on, on social media. So, 
Good man. So congrats. You messaged me last week saying I had a shit haircut. <laughs> I like this guy. Fair. Um, right. Is that all the results? Anything else to cover from Seville, Josh? Um, I think that's most of them, isn't it? I think if we did them all, we'd be here all night. Yeah. Right. Comprehensive coverage of race results, thanks to our good friend Alice, who pulled together most of those for me today. So thanks to her. Um, right. That's a wrap, boys. What are you up to next week, Josh Lunn? Uh, I'm going to Portugal in the morning. I need to find a gym. I'm going to bury myself on the cross training for a week. When are you seeing the physio next? Um, probably when I get back from... I might see if I can see one in Portugal. See how it is. So you taking a... Sorry? Are you taking annual leave? Uh, I'm going to take a couple of days. Just because I can't go off to work more than anything. You never when, work. When are you back into work? I'm going to work on Thursday, I think. Maybe maybe Wednesday as well. When, when are you back in the country? Well, at the minute, I actually haven't booked a flight. so But I'm probably, probably a week on Tuesday. You're, <laughs> you're a jet setter. I don't know how you wank... Yeah, anyway, let's move on. Otherwise, Josh will get too embarrassed again, like last week. Um, Matt, what are you doing next week? Uh, well, I'm not flying anywhere. Staying in rainy and windy Wrexham. I'm getting a new cross trainer, actually, boys, because my other one has broke. My brand new one that came this week is broke. So, right, I'm uh, putting it out then. Have you checked the weight limit on all of these? <laughs> this is the only thing that I can think, Matt. Listen, it's broke, right? I've not even even been on it to break it. So I'm fuming. Um, so. I spent another 1,600 quid <laughs> on another cross trainer. I'm out of pocket, like three grand right now. Um, so another one's coming this week. Um, so that is uh, really exciting. I'm so excited. Um, apart from that, normal work life. Um, and yeah, hopefully I get the all cleared tomorrow um, to start a bit of jogging this week. So These um, delivery drivers, I know for a cross trainer, they're probably make sure they you know get your attention before they bring it in i've had so many i've been sat in my living room doing some work or whatever and because my car's not here because jenny's got the car they'll just walk around the back and leave the parcel they won't even try the door anymore it's like I've oh this at home my pro direct kit the other day which is probably like 300 pounds worth of kit just left it outside yeah and i came to the door the other day and he literally must have thrown out of his car window. And he was halfway down the road driving. He just put his hand up. I know he come from the living room. <laughs> it took me 10 seconds to get to the door and he was gone. <laughs> right. Anyway. Um, I've got a... Aaron? I've got a, a fairly busy start to the week because I've got to go to the office again the first two days. I was looking at my Strava for the last five weeks. And I think my record mileage for the last five weeks on a Monday and a Tuesday combined is about 10 miles. So I'm going to try and beat that because it doesn't really set you up for a good week when you've done 10 miles in the first few days. So I like to, I like to front load my weeks. Yeah. yeah I know if you're 40 by Tuesday, you're going wrong. Yeah. I mean, I do too, but 
for whatever reason, I just haven't done it. Um, I feel like I'm doing something else, but who knows? There's probably loads of stuff going on. I try and get Jenny to send me invites for these things these days, just so I remember. And I still forget. So, um, oh, yeah. So next week, she's got my sister-in-law's baby shower. So I'm hoping I won't have to do the podcast from, from the baby shower because that'll be interesting. Terrible. Not yeah. a bad idea. So my sister-in-law is having twins. So good luck to my brother. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, I don't think he knows what's going to hit him yet. It'll be interesting. I couldn't think of anything worse. Yeah, it's just mm. painful thinking about it. One, yeah, no. one is hard, like when they're newborn. But two, Josh doesn't even know what's... Can't you just train one of them to look after the other? Feed the other. Well, they've got a six, seven-year... I can't remember how old he is now. So I said he can. He must be able to sort oh, that. Oh, there you go. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Get him on it. Right. We'll speak again next week, boys. Um, when hopefully you two might be back running. Hopefully. Right. Cheers, enjoy, boys. Enjoy your evening. Goodbye. I'm a